0: What's up what's up what's up my friends welcome get ready grab a snack and a bevy it's time for you and i to have a chit chat straight up facts tell it like it is laugh till you pee your pants cry because you probably needed to and i can't promise and i'm not going to throw any f-bombs but i can promise you'll feel a lot better after listening time to get personal, one-on-one, down and dirty, and have a coffee talk. Buckle up. Let's go. Hello, 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 everybody. It's Denise. Welcome to another coffee talk, live from the new studio... In my closet. Anyway, um, new effects. I got a new machine, new recording device here on the phone, and tons of new fun stuff I can play with. Um, So, funny story. Mr. Sith says that uh, recording in the closet, the audio for the last um, podcast, was actually um, some of the best quality audio (laughs) that I've had since I started doing the podcast. And I'm like, um, okay, I guess. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I'm still in the closet and I'm gonna be here until the parentals go. Um, right now, um, I am back. It is Friday night. I'm recording this close to like what's going on, cause you know, you gotta have the time when you have the time. But I will tell you that I was supposed to go to dinner today. Uh, it's Friday, so me, Mr. Sith, and Pete, we're gonna go to dinner. And Peter didn't want to go. And uh, grandma and grandpa were cooking something that just, in all honesty, didn't seem desirable to me. And they used a marinade that had MSG so and is gluten. So that does pretty much me and Mr. Sithin. So we decided that we were going to go off to dinner as a family. And Peter decided, um, because he had already stripped down to his underwear and was watching YouTube... And having his tablet time that he did not want to go. So, Mr. Sith and I got a free date night. Um, yeah, I was so excited, I'm not going to lie. However, um, we, I wanted to go to Cooper's Hawk, which is a winery, uh, chain, so I don't know, you may have one near you. I don't know, because I don't get out often. Apparently not often enough to know that you can't pretty much eat anywhere right now without a reservation, which I guess is good for the economy. I don't know, in my area. So we went to Cooper's Hawk and um there was like a three hour wait if you didn't have a reservation. And I'm like, um like, literally, we'd just be getting sat now, like at 8 40 at night and I'm like okay well I'm hoping to be in my pajamas uh in my closet recording a podcast by then like duh um (laughs) but I was like um well let's go to this other place so we called this other place and um oh at first we called the place uh uh, like a another restaurant which was in another small town near us in Geneva and they were full so they weren't taking reservations at all for like the next two days and then Cooper's Hawk was full and then I forget it but we called another one I think it was like some farmhouse restaurant um that was also full and I'm like okay I'm so done we got to go to chains like at this point we got to go to like like a different kind of chain so we wound up getting in at Bonefish Grill um Back up by our house. And so that's what we did. We went to Bonefish and it was great. Um, it was yummy. I had uh what did I have? I don't even know. Oh my gosh, like literally it was an hour and a half ago, and I still don't know what I ate. I actually had the rainbow trout with um lemon sauce and artichoke with a side of steamed asparagus, which was delicious. I love me some asparagus people, and some jasmine rice. Uh, Mr. Sith had the cod, which had a, I believe, like a garlic caper sauce with mashed potatoes, garlic mashed potatoes, and like baked Brussels sprouts that had the sauce on them. They were so crispy. Um, They were delicious because I tasted them. But we had a nice time just being out by ourselves, and uh, it's a rarity. I was so agitated because... Mr. Sith is not the greatest driver. If you're new to the podcast, you know that um, this is true. It is not me bitching. It is legitimately, he is the worst fucking driver known to man. However, I didn't want to drive because I'm super swollen and it hurts my feet. So it is, there, It's that, there's that. And we're in the parking lot and I just literally, I'm at the edge of my seat whenever I'm driving with him. I'm going to be honest with you. He's just a horrible driver. And since he actually totaled his car in a parking lot, it makes me even more nervous to be in a parking lot with him. And I know he drives like a regular sedan and I drive an SUV. So he drives it around corners like a semi truck. Like he has to come wide to cut in. And I don't really understand that. I mean, I understand I'm not driving like a Maserati or a Porsche, but, um, you can actually just turn at the curb. Like, I don't really understand that whole concept, but it drives me nuts. So, um, we had, uh, wound up having a nice dinner nonetheless, came home and, and there's that. What else is going on? Uh, co-ops this week were awesome. It was a busy week for me, guys. I was exhausted because, yeah, we're doing stuff during the week and the summer and all that. But, like, when you're on a schedule and you're having to get to someplace at a certain time. So, Monday, we wound up just doing our regular homeschool here at the house. And then any shopping and stuff that we need to do or lunch trips and stuff like that. Tuesday, we have our almost, like, private tutoring um except it's with a friend of his we knew him from a prior um, uh, co-op but yet we're friends with the parents we go to this teacher that we met at a co-op teaches out of her home and she has a beautiful home and she's a wonderful teacher but she teaches like super habits and ideas and it's one of our favorite classes and she lives in an area that allows her to have horses and chickens, so the boys got to go out, just the two of them, so and get to meet the horses and feed them some carrots from the garden and whatnot. It was a really nice experience, so we're really looking forward to this year in those classes, one-on-one like that, because uh, she's also catering to their individual, you know, needs as well. So it's just a beautiful experience to me. To me, that's like my favorite class for him. Classes. And then on Wednesdays, we have our Growing Minds co-op, which used to be the old co-op before it dissolved. So now it is a brand new one, but it kind of replaced that one that we normally went to. And let me tell you, what an amazing community. These women who run this are so put together and so organized, and they're just moms. And I say that in a good way, that... You know, moms, when they come together, these women have so much homeschooling experience between them and the way they put everything together so quickly to make it happen and have that availability still available, um, that availability still available, Mm -hmm. that opportunity still (laughs) available for people like myself and other people that are families at the co-op to still have a place to go. And learn in a learning environment. And it's a fun year this year for him. Because he's doing like gym in the morning with a new young teacher. He's amazing. The son of one of the um, the moms that run the co-op. Um, what a, just a nice young man. And he's really, like they played kickball for like 50 minutes. That's a lot. Okay, that's like more, that's the most Peter's done since we went to Europe. <laughs> just, just saying, because, you know, he's not very athletic and then after that he has fun facts usa he has after that theater uh, with an awesome awesome teacher named miss masha and we love her and so she was super excited to have peter back in her class because two years ago when we just started the old co-op that she was in um he loved that class and uh And everybody takes a liking to Pete. Let's be honest. I'm not saying it because he's my kid. But everybody takes a liking to him. Okay. Because he's just a likable kid. Um, So he was super excited to be in her class again. And then we have a lunch break. And then he has class with me in my foodie class with the younger kids. Oh, which brings me to my classes. Can I just tell you guys... I found such joy in teaching these classes with these kids to see uh, my first class is called creative cooking in the morning. And these are kids who are tweens, essentially. Okay. And that's a tough age. Okay. It's a tough age, but just giving them as much knowledge as I have and teaching them safety in the kitchen, organization, uh, you know, diversity, creativity, seeing what their knife skills were at uh it was such a joy to see them all just working so hard and we made mediterranean greek salad and got some chopping skills in and some tasting we did the cilantro test if you don't know about the cilantro test some there is no like 50 it is literally 50 50 it's like there's a line drawn in the sand people either like cilantro Or they don't like cilantro. And the reason why is that this has been proven scientifically that there is this gene that if you have this gene, you cannot taste cilantro as the earthy, you know, uh, just herb that it is that brings this pop to cooking, right? You taste soap. Essentially, it's like soapy. Mr. Sith, he's the soapy gene. And I taste it for what it is, as does Peter. So it was interesting to see out of the six kids in the class, two of them had the soapy gene because you could tell immediately when they put it in their mouth, their faces were like, oh, I'm like, bingo. But uh, so we did that. And uh, it was just nice because um, to me, knife safety is super important in organization. But also I want to try to make it like it's a like you're in a working kitchen. So everybody is calling me chef. OK, and I've asked them when I give a direction about something. So um, at the end of the class, I asked everybody to take their knives um, and their cutting boards and walk them properly and the way i asked them to walk in a kitchen with a knife you know there's a a methodology and a technique that you use for safety and to gently place them in the sink so they could be washed for end of class and uh i said it and i go does everybody understand and i got yes chef and i was like yes that's what we're talking about i love this we're gonna make it so fun and then the next two classes awesome so no those are the younger kiddos (laughs) oh i've got Six through 10, I think my youngest is six, but that I also have a, uh, I, I think pretty much everybody is seven and eight. And let me tell you, they're a hoot. They're at a hoot. In one class, we were talking about snacks. What was your favorite snack? And a couple of people said hot dogs. And then that clicked off into wieners. And then we started talking about where wieners come from. I meant, where do hot dogs come? <laughs> where do hot dogs come from? And that turned into dogs and now we're talking about dog wieners and I'm like this is so inappropriate what <laughs> like we're losing control <laughs> but it was just funny to hear because that's totally what you do at that age I mean hello I've been there and so I I reeled them back and and turned it into a lesson that you know uh, hot dog comes from wiener which comes from you know a German word and it actually means something it's not a hot dog wiener um So I saved that, that risque moment. And then the following class was actually like a really, this is the class that is Peter's in and there are a lot of friends in there. And we had one situation where I, so what I did was is they have safety knives, which is a plastic knife that is serrated. So it'll still cut soft fruits and vegetables. Um, and it will cut harder ones, but you have to kind of saw it a little. And so they were, uh, I had them leave the knives down when they weren't working in front of them. And this gives me the opportunity to see what they're basically how responsible they are with a knife. Right. Because by the end of the class, I would like to see some of them cutting with a paring knife. Right. A regular paring knife. So um, I'm watching and, and they're all friends in the class. So, you know, it's it's a little crazy as it is. But three of the girls were messing around and one of them was like pretending like it was a sword and I kept talking, you know, and watching and observing, you know, that's all part of being a teacher apparently. And um, she tripped up and her knife like hit the apron handle and it jumped out of her hand and she caught it and put it back on the thing. And I said, okay, we're going to stop here because I have, we have a teaching moment happening here Said I'm, I'm not mad at anybody or anything like that i've actually been watching you guys and observing you with your knives and i just wanted to tell everybody what happened in this situation had you actually had a real knife i said so what happened is is you were stabbing away and playing around with your friend now and i took one of my knives out and i unsheathed it from the cover and said would you do that with this knife and they were like oh no and i'm like okay So basically, if you had this knife while you were doing what you did with the plastic knife, this would have been something that you poked into her apron, which could have cut her apron or poked her and drew blood. Then you dropped it and then you caught it on the end. And I can't even pretend to hold the end of this because this knife is sharp. I go, it would cut my hand. And so I held, uh, Peter held up a paper towel for me and I sliced through it so that he could see how incredibly sharp these knives were and that, you know, that could have been an accident waiting to happen. So I said, so now you guys know why we do this knife safety. So I felt good. I had many teaching moments that were able to give everybody a lesson. And I was very proud of myself because I was kind of worried. I'm not going to, as I have, I'm, I generally have a very low, uh, patience level. I guess that's what it is. I have a very low to zero patience level, but I felt like I was on a different, uh, wavelength with these kids. Like I was on a different platform. It wasn't so much agitating to me at all, but to me, I felt so, I don't know, creatively inspired to want to tell these kids all of these things about cooking and food, because they obviously clearly are interested in it. And so it just really tickled me that these kids are so young and they already show such an interest in food. And in, and that's really important in a world today that is filled with fast food and junk food and poison foods and foods filled with dye and things that aren't, you know, good for you. So I want to show them that there's, you know, sweet things and wonderful things that you can drink, but still, and eat And still be yummy and some sweet, but just with better alternatives that are healthy for our body. So, super excited about that. So, that is our Wednesdays. I will tell you, though, my pup is hurt at the end of the day. My feet are still recuperating. I'm a little swollen still. I know I'll get used to it, and I do. It's a standing class, obviously, but for the two uh, afternoon classes, or I guess the afternoon class, the last one, at least, those kids are all little, So I can sit on a bench, like on my stool, and um, I have a shorter table that I bring for them so they don't have to worry about the counters uh, being too high. So I was pretty excited about that. So I'm still working on this swollen situation. But Thursdays, um, which was yesterday, uh, no, well, for you guys, it was two days ago. So Thursday. Uh, We went to our gift co-op, okay, which is another one closer. It's actually closer to the house than any of them. And that was actually a really nice experience. Um, They're super organized. Um, We have a class in the morning, which is creative writing with Legos. And Peter super enjoyed that. Um, And then he comes to me, and then we take off for the day. We wound up going to lunch and having a nice day, going back, reading a little, doing some of our work. And then we go back in the afternoon for our little Patriots class. And I'm actually a volunteer parent in that class. And I really thought it was so cute. I will tell you that um, behavior-wise, I don't think this teacher quite had a grip of getting the kids to listen to her yet. Um, But that's just me. I'm a little stricter and I demand like attention. So, um, she was super fun. So I, I have hope that she will do that. I, I reeled a couple of the people and they had a, uh, like a uh, hand wash, you know, like antibiotic wash or whatever, antibacterial wash on the, in little bottles on the desk it was like in a U shape. And, uh, two of the boys were like, Literally picking them up and like dropping them on their sides over and over and over. And I literally just got up and like grabbed it. I'm like, yeah, we can't do this. Where I just, I didn't even say anything, but I just was like, yeah, we're not doing this. I'm just going to pick these up and put them here at the end of the table. It's not necessary to be doing that while the teacher's talking for the love of sweet Jesus. Um, so took care of that, done learning the Pledge of Allegiance. I was really, really, really proud that Peter was one of the kids that knew it straight up and he got his little button. She has tons of achievements and awards for them um, to make it fun and craft. So it's going to be a fun class as we go along. And then that was it for that. Today we did our own homeschooling. Uh, Today being Friday, because I know this is recording or going to play on Saturday. It's publishing. But um, we had a great day today. Absolutely a great day. He did all of his work. He didn't complain about anything. We took our spelling. We have spelling tests every Friday, and we are on second and third grade spelling words. And so sometimes he, you know, will fight me about them because we're kind of ahead on the spelling words than where we are on our Hooked on Spelling program. So I'm learning ahead of time so that the program is a little bit easier. And then this way, when he's done with it, he's way ahead of where he would be if he ended the Hooked on Spelling. We've already finished Hooked on Phonics. So he's on Hooked on Spelling. It's a great program. I'm telling you guys. Um, if your kids are struggling with reading. Especially at a young age. Or you want to ease them into it. To be good readers. Hooked on Phonics has been a blessing to our family. And it's a super affordable. And we did the workbooks that went along with it. And it was fantastic. So he's. we I, He reads books. And then I have books. And then there are parent kid books you know what I mean so they're reader books for his he's on level two reading from the library and then they have books I don't even know where they're from it's just one page is for the parent and the other page is for him I think it kind of breaks it up for them a little bit so they don't feel so frustrated when they're struggling with some of the reading at least for Peter that's the case so even when we don't have those before we found that those actually existed he really liked them um, so these kind of help push him along a little bit and he took his spelling test today and he got 16 out of 16 and he spelled against right, which he's struggled with that I and against, and he spelled different correctly, which he had been struggling with, with eyes instead of E's and different. Um, and so I was super proud of him and I'm like, Hey, where do you want to go to lunch? And he's like, I want to go to Zillow's. And I'm like, where the hell Zillow's? Isn't Zillow sell houses? I'm like, I'm not, like, what is going on right now? What is Zillow's? And he goes, it's that place. Now, you're only going to understand this reference if you are local or you have one near you. But I'm just going to tell the story because it's funny nonetheless. Because he starts describing to me, you go in, it's a revolving door, and there's, like, this line and all this old stuff all over. And there's all these gears and, like, cogs and... and and like these platforms like that make the machines up on top of the ceiling and I'm like I got nothing guys like nothing and I'm like "And, and what else like what do you get there and it's always the same thing so he's like I mean when he's getting his treat he always get a hot dog with ketchup with a cheese fry and maybe a dessert so I'm like okay well that. Doesn't narrow it down to anything. And he goes, and you wait in line and you place the order and then you walk down the thing and then they call a number and and, with the gears, mom, with the gears. And I'm like, oh man, like full crickets. I'm like, I got nothing, like nothing. So he goes, it's over by that restaurant. You know which one. And I'm like, no, I don't. Like, I don't. And so then he's like going through all this stuff and he goes, the place where you get your cheese fries that you like that with the Polish sausage and the hamburger. And here's me portillo's now portillo's is like a family owned chain that's been in this area for quite some time. And I know uh, I have a friend that's from up here that lives in Texas. Now she says there's one down by her in the Dallas area. And I was like, okay, so I know there's chains, but I'm like portillo's. Oh, well, now, yeah, we can go to Portillo's, so we he he got just what I answered, literally it 's the same thing a hot dog with ketchup, cheese fries, and he opted to not even get like he didn't even want like all his cheese fries because he wanted the chocolate cake and if you don 't know anything about portillo's chocolate cake, i'm pretty sure that you can order it online now and have it shipped to your house, but it is a maize balls. I don't get the chocolate cake because I like the strawberry shortcake, which is super amazeballs. And so I got that. And I don't even care. That's what I ate today. I had a Maxwell Street Polish sausage. That is also a local Chicago thing. You either know. It's like if you know, you know. If you don't, you got to search it. It's hard to explain. Okay. But I got a Maxwell Street Polish. And then I had my strawberry shortcake. And it was a delightful lunch. We came home. We chilled out. And, uh, we had an overall good day. So today we told him he could stay up as long as he wants. That's not long because he usually falls asleep and then just walks into bed and goes to sleep. Um, I have to tell you guys this. So he had like a meltdown. He wanted to stay up late Wednesday night. Was it Wednesday night? Thursday night. Thursday night. He wanted to stay up late. He said, come on. You know, it's like, it's like eight, 8, what, 7.45. He goes to bed at 8.30 and he wants to watch a movie. Can, I said, no, you can't. Tomorrow's a weekday and we have school. Dude, there's, sorry, we're just really strict on that. It's an 8.30 bed, bedtime. He sleeps well. When he gets to bed, he's out. You literally can do a fire alarm. I always know if there's any kind of alarm in this house and we have to leave, I'm going to have to pick him up or Mr. Sitt's going to have to pick him up because when he is out, he is out, okay? So he's not waking up once he's asleep. So he tells me, I said, how about this? If you can stay up for 15 minutes, I will come in your room and I'll take you in here and you can watch a movie with me. He's like, okay. Five seconds later, he opens his door and he's like, is it 15 minutes yet? I'm like, no, I told you I'd come in there in 15 minutes. So like an hour and a half later, I looked over at Mr. Sith and I said, is the 15 minutes up? Should I even check? He's like, like, no, I think we're good. No, but I did tell him he could stay up today. But before he went to bed yesterday, before we agreed on this thing about, you know, the 15 minutes to calm him down, he had a complete meltdown and said he was just done with us all. It was a complete little Denise meltdown. 100% came from the genes that I contributed to this boy. He lost his mind in the goldest platinum fashion. Like... (laughs) Straight up legit lost his mind about how he's done with everybody. He went into my mom's room, told them off and said, he's leaving. Just get him a ticket. He's going to Florida. I said, well, oh, oh, random. I'm like, what are you going to do in Florida? And he says, I'm going to stay with auntie Franny. So I have a friend named Fran who is from here up in Chicago area, but she has moved down to Florida and we went down there to visit her the first year that she was down there. And, and Pete has just decided that anytime I have a friend that moves out of state, that is his new aunt, and that's where he is staying. Now, he calls her, he used to call her pool mommy because she used to swim in our pool, and now he calls her beach mommy or auntie for Annie. So I told him, I said, you know, how where do you think, like, as he's having his meltdown, saying just pack him a bag and get him a ticket because he's going to Florida, um, I, <laughs> I'm like, where are you going to do once you get there? Like, you get off a plane. What do you think you're going to do? And he's like, I'm going to stay with Anthony friend. And I'm like, okay. Um, well, how about, like, you do this? And that's when I did the whole 15-minute d- deal. So he... <laughs> Oh my gosh, you guys, I can't even make this shit up anymore. Um, So needless to say, um, I left Franny a message and told her what happened. And I was like, can you believe this, Fran? My kid's like, says he's coming to your house. And in the morning, she had left me a message back. It was pretty late by the time I left her the message or, you know, she works. So (laughs) let me tell you guys, she left a message in the morning. And I don't even know why I didn't think about it, but I played it out loud while we were at the table having breakfast, me and Pete. And she was laughing and just said, like, real brief message about how, you know, oh, my gosh, that's so funny. Like, kids can totally be like kids, basically. And then she's like, and Pete, you're welcome here anytime, bud. And he was like, told you. I told you. I was like, oh, my gosh. Now he know <laughs> this is going to be a problem when he's, like, 13. um But, yes. So, thanks, Fran. And in the future, um we may... We'll we'll see. Just let me know when I need to come pick him up because he's decided he's going to stay with Auntie Franny. Um, That's really much all I got today. The parentals are keeping their distance. Um, I know that both of them are not feeling well. I'm not surprised because, you know, my dad's blood sugar keeps dropping on and off because he's either eating sugar or not doing nothing at all. Um, So that, that does something for your, you know, insulin and glucose levels um and mom's not feeling well probably because she's always having to go up and down and up and down and the stress of just being here and the tension and all that shit i understand because i feel like shit too because they are toxic and they're fucking killing my body as well so hopefully that just encourages the search and uh i ask that you guys pray uh if you're a praying person if you're not send some good vibes and juju um my way so that the parentals can find a place sooner than better and it's something that will make them and keep them happy so that uh me and mr sith can stay happy and peter that's all i got today and so i will hear uh you'll hear from me again next wednesday guys on the next episode of finding common the chaos and until then you know how it goes with kindness